This is Making It Happen by Sims, a podcast that brings people, business and technology together. Okay, good morning and welcome back to another episode of Making It Happen by Sims. Um, we were fortunate enough to kick off this podcast around a year and a half ago now with this guest. Um, so it was our first podcast. The time has flown uh, really since then. Um, but for those of you that didn't tune in, and I'm, I'm sure that's probably a large portion of you that are new to the podcast, um, Brian, if you just wouldn't mind um, introducing yourself for us, what you do and, and who you do it for. Yeah, good to see you again, Drew. Um... And you? Uh, so my name is Brian Rowe. I'm CEO of Surfcentric. Uh, we're a provider of co-location cloud services and connectivity services based out of Dublin. And your role at the moment is, is still CEO. Obviously, you, you, we explained in the podcast. You, you, it was a it was a fairly was it a fairly new role when you when you started a, a couple of years ago now. Or? Yeah, I think I I stepped into the role in May 21, so two and a half years into it now. So well well settled in. Um, yeah, and and it's it's gone well. I suppose uh, the last since we spoke last, we've been working hard on those those three kind of pillars of our business: um, cloud, colo, and um, connectivity. Yeah, um, we've added a few uh, connectivity service providers. One out of London, uh, EX Networks. We've added Zao, who would be a big tier one uh, service provider uh, into the facility. So that's 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 going well, and we're t- we're actively talking to a couple of service providers in the Far East because we're we're starting to see um, more activity out of the Far East at the moment. So uh, yeah, I don't know whether that's reflective of the whole market or or just our business, but uh, certainly we we welcome it. Um, our cloud business has done very well since the last time we spoke. Um, it's more than doubled in the last eighteen months. So um, we've we've kind of segues slightly that we're working more with service providers yeah uh, particularly managed service providers because there's there's a there's a market out there obviously managed service providers work primarily with azure but for for various reasons there's uh service providers out there that want to look at alternatives um and and thankfully for us uh we've been able to to work with a few of those and their customers um so that's 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 going very well for us and uh, our colo business is, is going well as well. So uh, all going well. We've uh, brought on some new clients, grown some existing clients. We have um, we've done we've done some growth in kind of application testing development. Uh, brought in a, a large customer from India uh, in in that space, which which is working very well, and that's growing. But also in areas like security, healthcare. Uh, utilities markets things like that and um, so all going well yeah that sounds great and I, I don't think we we obviously discussed where you guys fit into the ecosystem a little bit previously and, and how infrastructure has changed and, and i guess that's what the conversation is going to be a bit about today we just said there around changing customer needs you know challenges and obviously the emerging technologies like ai and the dc and things like that so and we'll, we'll touch on and obviously sustainability we'll touch on ai and sustainability in a bit but obviously you just mentioned there slightly about uh the pillars of your business and i think when we spoke last time obviously co-location was obviously your main pillar and i'm, I'm assuming that's it is still the same but one imagines customer needs uh and how they've changed mean that more cloud services are becoming apparent um to obviously keep up with the massive amount of digital services that we have right now so um is that is that the case for you guys then definitely 
Yeah, like there's obviously a few challenges uh, affecting the the DC sector, the, the data center sector at the moment, and 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 hyperscale public cloud, and and you know the uh, I suppose the mass migration towards that it 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 still continues. Um, we're also seeing reversals, but it does it does definitely remain a challenge. Um, there are other challenges around uh, power costs, uh, utility costs. We've you know we would have seen over the last kind of uh, year and a half that you would have clients that you know more than more than fifty percent of their costs would relate to the actual power consumption, where that yeah. never would have been the case before. Um, and then you have people looking at their home utility bills and they're expecting, you know, the power costs and data center to be understand how come, you know, so, you know, that, that's, that's, that's a tricky one to navigate. Um, but, um, I suppose there's, a, there's an understanding in the market of, of where that comes from. Yeah. Um, and, and please God over the next, you know, uh, you know, 18 months to two years, we're going to see things come back down to not to where they were because they never will, but, but, you know, to, to close to where they were. Yeah, um, we also would have challenges around perception of the data center market, uh, particularly in Ireland. Um, we have a, a probably kind of a, a tight, um, a tight system in terms of the the amount of energy that's that that the country has to provide uh, electricity, and there's a perception that you know data centers are sucking up all our energy in Ireland, and as a result, there's not enough to you know. To light the light the houses or whatever, but uh, yeah. you know that that's never come to pass. But there's definitely a perception out there that you know the the percentage uh, of the market of the of the electricity market that um, data centers are using, particularly the hyperscale uh, data Man. centers are using, and and of course, you know, in in the public eye, what we do and what Amazon or Google or Microsoft do are kind of the same thing. Where, yeah. Whereas they're they're very very different thing because we're we're servicing a local market, um, yeah. but uh, you know just just overcoming those those negative perceptions uh, is is also a challenge for the for the sector at the moment. Yeah, I, I think we obviously just we we just jump straight to that. Then I think um I, I think I read somewhere something around eighty percent of Ireland's energy um, consumption is is DC um, based, so it's up from fourteen percent. I think I read. Um, that was something that came out around in June, and obviously this is this is increasing. So just obviously it, you fit into that ecosystem with hyperscale. So I'm I, so just so our well, listeners well, are aware, you guys are based in Ireland, but then you've also well, got well, the, the, the hyperscalers like AWS and Google that have DCs oh, in well. that area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So just so is it is it more for as a responsibility as a CEO? Is it more for do you, do you take responsibility in terms of you work with the grid and 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 Ireland on that and how you guys deal with sustainability, or, or is that left to the, to the bigger guys to, to sort of take that on and that sustainability approach, but one imagines you do have a sustainability approach that you take and, and there's things that you're doing to, to sort of work on that. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I think, you know, what we do is very micro in, in comparison and the amount of, you know, uh, energy that we're consuming uh, is, is very small. And just as a small segue, you know, the, the big problem in Ireland is, is the amount of energy that we're producing and the amount of green energy we're producing. We have, you know, massive problems around, you know, wind generation. Like we we have an offshore capacity of 25 megawatts, which is, you know, ridiculous for somebody on the, you know, the Western seaboard of the Atlantic. Uh, and, and you know, we're, we're working to, to to fix that as a country, but that's that's the bigger problem. And, and you know, we, we need to be clear about that. 
but in terms of sustainability, absolutely, it's it's everybody's it's everybody's problem, and everybody is part of the solution. So, we we operate out of a digital realty uh, center. So, in terms of the the PUE around the the whole data center facility, you know, there's work being done around that. There's the EU directives, as you probably know, such as um, energy efficiency directive. Um, which you know looks to drive down PUEs of data centers, particularly new builds, but also existing builds. So just just for your uh, listeners, like uh, PUE is 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 about the utilization of energy in the building and how much of that is actually being used by the compute within the building compared yeah. to the overall amount that the building uses. And uh, the closer you can get that to a one to one ratio, obviously the better. Um, we're also uh, a, a signatory to the Climate Neutral Data Centre Pact, uh, CNDCP, and that you know that that drives our behaviours where we can influence them. So yep. uh, what we do is we within our data suites we do whatever is possible to reduce uh, a consumption and b increase efficiency. Yeah. And and just to give people a, a bit of an indication of, of your data suites and, and how are they, are they data halls or do you have specific rooms with, with like I don't know a certain amount of racks in and what what is the actual makeup of the DC? Look yeah, like? that's that's exactly it. Um, I, I mean, most people haven't stepped inside a data center, um, and what they are is rows and rows of cabinets, and quite often you see very kind of homogenous kind of rows where everything is identical. Um, we're around a while and and. We'd have different customers. Some would bring their own cabinets. Some would we build for, and it's 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 uh, you know it's more uh, it's more of a mix in certain uh, data suites of how that's kind of put together. But there's always kind of warm aisle where the hot air is blown out of the back cabs, yeah. and then cold aisle, which is uh, dr- uh, pushing up cold air to keep the the computers cool and keep them at a constant temperature. Um, so some of it is. Uh, as a retail company, we're obviously dealing with with lots of clients. We have about sixty co-location clients uh, with various with various kind of needs from say one cab up to 30, 40 cabs. Um, and you know, in, in certain areas, that's their multi-tenant areas. Whereas certain areas, we'd have a single client to a data suite. Yeah, and um, in terms of um, in terms of growth, and you're talking about growth there and scalability. Obviously, there's only so much room in a data center to to scale up and stuff. And and how do you see that that go, going for you guys? Will will you have to sort of expand the DC or go into different areas in Ireland, or are you taking different points of present elsewhere? Well, that's uh, a very uh, pertinent question for us right now. So uh, we we do have capacity with our within our own data center because there's always churn, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, as I said some of the enterprise customers you'd see them kind of migrating to amazon as well we're in active talks with a, an organization now that that's pulling out of hyperscale because yeah. it's too expensive and they're they're going back into colon and um, so it's happening both ways now which is which is which is great for our business and um, however we are looking at additional capacity and to that end we've uh, applied for planning for a new data center facility uh very close to our own right um we have the power already, um, which is the which is the big problem in Ireland getting getting power to a facility. But, but we actually have that power allocation already, so right. that's in the planning process. And and is that like you said, is that is that still largely being driven by Colo, and or, or is there you know you're obviously building your own infrastructure out now with cloud? If you you doubled that, so oh no, that would be that would be Colo. That would be about third party. Um, yeah. Our, 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 as our cloud grows, uh, it you know 
we'll obviously break into that data center as well and then we'll have multi-site uh, on the cloud yeah. but um, no it's, it's it's primarily for for third party and are you seeing a specific kind of client take up a colo compared to someone's a cloud so just for our listeners what, what kind of what kind of a client would take colo over cloud uh, or vice versa um yeah the, 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 this is the, the, you could spend a long time talking about that um i think that cloud is excellent for startup um it's excellent for very variable workloads and um, where you have peaks and troughs and things like that um what i I think that in enterprise for heavy workloads, always on workloads, AI is something that you're, you're probably going to talk about. But you know, where where you have kind of beefy workloads that are always on, yes. um, it it it's pretty much a certainty that the running costs in Colo, uh, including your cap your your capex and including the 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 resources that you have to put behind it, will be lower in colo than it will be in public cloud it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make sense that public cloud if you're r- running something at 80 percent that public cloud is gonna is gonna come in less because they have to they have to make their profits too yeah so they're just doing what you would be doing yourself in colo yeah and um just obviously we've we mentioned sustainability already and uh, i'm not so sure we discussed where it was in people's agendas when we had a chat back in early 2022 um but Obviously, we're seeing that more so now, especially in every realm of business. Business, but in terms of a sort of top three, you know, you probably have price and location and things like that in there. But it, uh, credentials of a sustainability for a DC is that starting to creep its way up the agenda for for any business looking to find a facility? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I think it, it's it's transcending everything. You know, even things like you know recruitment. Uh, customers looking at you your your csr stance is now becoming very important where are you in terms of corporate responsibilities uh sustainability uh social responsibility all these kind of things are, are factoring into you see them in in, in tender processes now and yeah. and you know and that's a very good thing by the way and um, that you know that you're being asked these kind of questions mm. um but also it has a financial impact on customers. So you know, the more sustainable you are, and 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 you know, the 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 more efficient you are, uh, then the lower of the lower cost to the end customer as well. So it does have a financial impact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's great. And so I think obviously one of the things we 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 weren't mentioned we wanted to touch on, and we we didn't get to touch on it last time because it wasn't so prevalent. Um, but that is AI um, and these yeah. emerging technology. I think we discussed more like edge and, and 5G, but AI is really, um, it's always been there, but I'd say it's accelerated, be that in our everyday lives or in, in business. And, you know, before we discuss the impacts of, you know, what it's had what it have on Colo and cloud, I think I'm speaking from a component level around memory and storage, you know, this requires new new hardware and, and the most powerful AI chips in the world use quite rather advanced packaging methods compared to traditional. So, you know, for for us around memory and storage, we're we're seeing some shortages there due to packaging capacity. But it's like it's, this is going to persist. And um, but ultimately, we're having to adapt and, yeah, and adapt very fast at a component level into the servers. But from a co-location and cloud perspective, um, has this affected your infrastructure in any way? And, and how you really plan to run a DC in right now and in the coming years? Yeah, I suppose there's, there's two questions there. Is like how does it impact us directly, and then from from a, a client perspective. 
And uh, you're bang on with the first thing you said. It's been around for years, and and we have clients in the AI space. Um, I think, you know, it's it's generative uh, AI, particular, you know, large language models, ChatGPT. You know, that's that's what's made. You know, that's the, where the explosive grows, and and all of the noise that comes with it, it, it has come from. Um, so from a client perspective, we haven't seen you know this influx of you know. AI-driven workloads coming into the data center yet. Um, I'd have a very strong belief that it will happen. Um, it, I think that, uh, sorry, I think that it'll, um, what I was saying about the workloads before, about yeah. you know, operating at 70, 80, 90%, AI is exactly like this. And yeah. for, you know, obviously ChatGPT and uh, Bard would have, you know, they're, they're related to some of the hyperscales, but some of the, the third parties that are developing these products um, will certainly, I think a lot of that may come back into Colo and come out of cloud and yeah. come out of hyperscale public cloud simply because it is, it's very hungry, as you know, like you said, you know, you'd, you'd know more about the, the component side of it. But it, it, you know, they are very, very power hungry, and as a result, I can see them coming back into Colo because it'll make a hell of a lot of sense for those providers. Uh, in terms of using AI ourselves, in terms of you know uh, increasing sustainability and um, efficiency, we're we're at the start of that. We're talking to certain people about that. I think if we have a conversation in eight, another eighteen months, um, we'll definitely you know have more answers around what we're doing in that in that space. Yeah. And is this, obviously you work with particular vendors. Is this something they're starting to push push into you guys a bit more about sort of testing out new things or conversations you have with them? Is this something that they're starting to lead with now? Because obviously the people that we work with, the manufacturers work with, everything is starting to go down this AI route and, and what they're producing to deal with this demand. Is this, again, is this what you're seeing from the people that you work with in terms of the vendors within the DC as much as the customer demand? Uh, yeah, I mean... When you say yeah. when you say vendors, are you talking about at, at a mechanical electrical kind yeah, of? Yeah. So, well, I'm, 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 from what I understand, you work with HPE and things like that. So, okay, you know, yeah, sorry, new yeah. servers and new technologies. There is this something they're starting to sort of push push into the DC uh, from from a code of Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, in terms of the workloads and and how that's put together, obviously mm. the vendors are. You know, chipsets are all changing. It's all got go from CPU to GPU. Uh, yeah. And, you know. I assume you know in your own space it's it's a, it's about low voltage memory and and, and you know increasing efficiency around that. I may yeah. be wrong, and um, no, but yeah, really yeah. you know what happens under the hood inside our inside our clients' uh, own uh, infrastructure, we don't really touch that. You know we we don't see that and we don't really deal with the vendors except for our own cloud services. Yeah, um, and we're not you know AI isn't isn't really one of the top things that we're doing in our cloud at the moment yeah but I, you know again i think that'll change but i think it's it's more our clients and their discussions with the vendors that that that, that you'd see national yeah absolutely and, and you spoke spoke about the, the cloud sort of doubling uh there for you guys has, has that had much impact on the team and, and how you've had to sort of find talent and and sort of grow the team or are you still working with the same team and they're starting to learn, learn new skills about building clouds because obviously it's very different building a cloud and an infrastructure out than it is to you know, sort of being a knock engineer as such and running running a facility and, and power and cooling as such. Yeah, hundred percent. So we're we're able to kind of keep it pretty tight for ourselves in terms of um in terms of personnel because we work with a cloud partner called Cloud Sigma. 
So yeah. the the build of the cloud, as far as the hypervisor layer and the user experience, uh, that that whole C ecosystem is managed, and and we're we're a cloud provider that's part of a global uh, set of a global network of providers. About, I think there's about sixteen of us now. <laughs> um, Australia, Africa, Middle East, US, and a fair bit in the Far East. So you know, and, and the UK as well, actually. So yeah. um, there's there's a number of um, service providers using the same cloud platform. A lot of the support comes directly from Cloud Sigma, which allows us to to keep it pretty lean ourselves. Um, yeah. And it also allows us to grow without actually, you know, having to increase the overhead in, in the same, uh, I suppose, to the same kind of ratio yeah. as, as the growth. Absolutely. And, and obviously, you mentioned there that the, the three pillars of the business being Colo, Cloud and Connectivity. And you mentioned a few other things there that, that you guys are introducing. So just to give the floor to those a bit more and, and also in terms of what those are, do you think in terms of a share of your business, they're going to start to become main pillars as such outside of the connectivity cloud and Kylo, or is it always going to be around that for you guys? Yeah, I, I, I think they're ancillary services that that we use to kind of add value for, for our clients as opposed to value add for ourselves. Um, we do certain security services. We do 24-7 monitoring, hands and eyes. Um, we, uh, yeah, provide, you know, uh, consultancy services. But they're really they they're drivers for the for the three core pillars, and I would see that being saying going forward. Uh, co-location will you know will always be our primary business, uh, with with the cloud and connectivity supporting that uh, supporting that business, and also they they all they're all hand and glove together, because um, yeah. the the colo requires connectivity, the cloud requires connectivity, and we're we're seeing a growing number of clients using hybrid where they're using our co-location services but plugging directly into the cloud um, and back-end connections into our cloud from yeah. their colo. So they're running certain workloads in the, in the co-location but running certain workloads in our cloud. Yeah. And just to obviously turn a bit back to a bit more about location in Ireland and, and obviously you guys being based there, what would you say the main benefits to, to anyone looking for colo space um, or, or those kind of things that tie in is to, is to having a DC in Ireland really and you obviously mentioned connectivity and is it a bit of a hub for Europe or, or anything like that? What, what are the main benefits to, to working with a DC in Ireland? Yeah, I think um, I suppose one of the main benefits is uh, security. Uh, you know, I, I think somebody said to me recently, uh, Ireland is an oasis of calm. I, I don't know that we are, but you know, that, that's that's how we're seen globally as a, as a country. We're seen as a very stable country, uh, an English speaking country. Um, we're we're you know the most Western uh, location in Europe, yeah. so we have the lowest latency to the US. So it's 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 particularly attractive to US companies. We're we're now the only English speaking uh, EU country, uh, native English speaking EU country. So you know, for for I suppose the the, the English speaking countries like Canada, US, Australasia, you know, uh, and in India as well, we're we're attractive in that way. Um, so really, uh, I suppose the only the only negative against that is our issues around power supply and in increasing that. But we are as a country working on that. Yeah, and you know, and doing that sustainably through wind, wave, tidal, you know, the, uh, solar technologies. 
yeah, and that's the benefits of, of Ireland. We're having that sort of offshore thing. So, and just sort of just to kind of finish up a, a little bit, really, in terms of the outlook for the next five years. Obviously, we've seen AI is going to have a big role, but in terms of edge and five G, still seeing these prominent in in, in the DC and, and what you expect for the next five years and how it's going to impact your business. Um, yeah, I think I think edge definitely. Uh, hundred percent, people. Uh, you know, IoT and AI. They, you know, they they fit they fit together. Um, but that IoT, you know, autonomous driving things like that. They they're gonna. That's all gonna require edge. Um, so you know, while we will have you know larger central data centers, hyperscale, they'll continue to grow. Where uh, there's definitely going to be a greater requirement for being close to the customer. And yeah. and then off the back of that, you know, the utilization of five G to get that data in and out of those edge data centers. So, you know, I, d I definitely see that as a growth area. Okay, thank you. All right, well, I think we we covered quite a bit there, um, and uh, I, I really thank you for coming on again. Um, and again, if, if anyone wants to to find out more about the service that you offer in Ireland and the DC, I'll put a link in in below in this podcast. And uh, yeah, it's been great to catch up with you. And like we said before we came on here. When you do come over to the UK, let's let's do catch up at one of those uh, one of those events we said we were going to do. And, uh, Absolutely. Club. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cheers, Brian. Great. Thanks very much. Thank you. Good to talk to you.